Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Okay, so uh, welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Oh, we're start- we've started. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, I-, I actually wanted to make a quick adjustment before we begin of the way I wear my headphones. Okay. Based on our conversation about DJing with Caleb last oh my week. God. I just am going to be wearing my headphones like this from now on. That is how I wear mine, but for a much less cool reason. What's your cool reason? I'm trying to hear if my child is screaming. Oh, it's similar concept though. <laughs> you want to mix together the uh, the podcast with the what's coming through your studio monitor, which is the sounds of your child wailing and thinking, mommy and daddy, why don't they pay attention to me? They're always podcasting. I have a question. Yes. Why have you sent me two different links to very expensive DJ equipment? It's not very expensive. $1,800? I think I could get the one I want for $1,000. That's a lot of money for, and like it's going to be so annoying. It's just going to be like on the floor all but the time. But you know what I had? a I had a realization, by the way. It could be a new um, avenue for me to create. Do you know about content creation? Life is content. Everything is content. And I was thinking I could set up, I could have a cool setup upstairs in my office mm-hmm. and I could, uh, I could just record me doing sets and put them out. It's like your, your favorite comedian. Now just ch- sit back, chill out and listen to a two and a half hour tech house mix. <laughs> you know, what do you think? Um, I just think you should spend about $300 on it. Well, here's, I'm not getting $300. You know, this is the thing, Natasha. You Why might, don't you rent equipment for two months? This is the thing you might not appreciate. You spend beer budget, you don't get champagne. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be upstairs drinking beer. I want to be upstairs with a bottle of Dom. Dom, do you know what Dom is? Dom Perignon. Do you? Not really. Is it Perignon? Perignon. <laughs> 
Perignon? No, definitely not Perignon. <laughs> I think this? it's like Dom Perignon. Yon. 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 Anyway, we got some feedback from our listeners about... Uh, this is a secret dump, by the way. So, well, get ready to dump. We got some feedback from our listeners about my plan to DJ. A lot of people saying hobbies are good. Don't let your age stop you. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this person has an interesting thought. Maybe just DJ at family occasions or social events. Sometimes practice, but don't do it too often. <laughs> well, first of all, the social and family events, that... I'm the main person who cares about it. So why should he do it around me all the time? How often does this person think we're having bar mitzvahs? <laughs> I'm not trying to be a bar mitzvah DJ. I'm just trying to cool out and make, drop some fat beats. What's so wrong with dropping a fat beat or two? Um, Here's what I need everybody to do, our listeners. write to rain. I'm going to find the... Um, I'm going to... The... the, the the controller that I want is called a Rain One, and I've asked them repeatedly to give me a free one, and they have not bitten. I did. They they wrote me back every time I hit them up with a. Uh, but it's a. But unfortunately, it is a bot that says thank you for contacting Rain. We will contact you uh, with your with a response to your inquiry as soon as we can. You think you're the first person to to want some free DJ equipment? First person of my stature. You know how many people at my level are starting to DJ. You know what I'm saying? So here's what I need our listeners to do. Hit up at Rain, R-A-N-E, not R-A-I-N, Rain DJ, and say, uh, Moshe Kasher is my favorite DJ, but he hasn't DJ for 20 years. Please give him a free Rain one. I just figured out what's happened. What is it? I'm having a midlife crisis? <clears throat> no, the pandemic made all male comics want to do music. <laughs> what do the female comics want to do? Probably music. I don't know. I'm. I want to do. I'm working on a song too. You are? Yeah. Is it about me? No. Oh, really? I wrote a song about you. What is it? It's called Sweet Natasha. <laughs> do you want to hear it? Uh, maybe after we're done. Podcasting. You don't want to hear. The, okay, fine. What is no, it? No, it's okay. I just thought you would want to hear the romantic love song I wrote about you. Okay, yeah. Let me hear it's it. It's fine. I'm not actually. I'm good. No problem. I've been working with a producer on it, so not a big deal. It's just Robin Thicke. But that's fine. Okay, well, I can't wait to hear it, honey. It's nice. You know that? Yeah, it's really a nice. It's called Sweet Natasha, and it's about you in some ways. Anyway, uh, it's a secret dump. Uh, write to Rain DJ at Rain DJ. Uh, <laughs> let them know that I need a Rain One, uh, and that I'll I'll uh, document my journey back into the f dropping of fat beats, and then I'll start. I'll start. Uh, what, what 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 would we call it, um, Laura? You're young. It's not a vlog. But it's like a long upload on YouTube, just of me DJing. What is like hours long? A lot. It's not really a live stream. Although the live stream would be a good idea too. I could do it live. Wait, you think people want to tune into an hours long DJ set via Vimeo? Here's why. Here's why they will. Okay, they're not going to be watching the whole time. It'll be the same way they consume this podcast on YouTube. They're going to be. It's going to be in the background. They're, oh, what they really want is just some fat beats to to hang out to to work. Where, where do they work? They work at a steel smelting plant. They work at a. Uh, they might work at at, at a fishery where they can't. They're putting herring into cans. They might work at a grocery store. Uh, you know. Oh, our producer Laura is raising her hand. You have a question, Laura? <laughs> she says I should call it Lo-Fi Beats. <laughs> slash 10 hours long <laughs> but also how do you know it's lo-fi beats like he likes like 
like all I'm saying. But he likes no, like lo- fast and annoying '90s so techno. It'll say that. It'll say fast annoying '90s techno slash ten hours long, and people can <laughs> people can log in and they can do their work, and in the background, my fat beats will be getting dropped. All right, honey. Well, um, hopefully. Ryan Tech, what are they called? Rain, rain, but not Lorraine like in the sky. R A N E. Here's the real thing. Maybe they'll give you a free a free DJ controller. Rain one, yeah, or controller. Pioneer. Listen, I'm not picky. Pioneer, if Pioneer wants to do it, um, they can do it too. I mean, Rain just happens to have more scratch focused DJ controllers, but you know, Pioneer's top of the line. So I would love a Pioneer or a Denon. I you have know? a question, Moshe. Yeah, yeah. How many surfboards do you have? I have um, one, two. Three, four. I have four, and I have. Five. I actually have probably more like seven, but three of them I've given to other people. And how many RVs do you have? I would just just the one. Oh, you mean including trailers? Yeah. Three. <laughs> three. Why? You well, because you your your whole thing with oh, DJing is that you, you need you, a hobby. Let me ask you something. <laughs> uh, how many pairs of gloves do you have? How many, how many that's, not, that's, that's not a hobby. How many furs do you pretend you A hobby you don't like wear? takes away from your time and energy. How do and my RVs or take I'm just away from saying my t- you have two huge hobbies. I don't know. RVing that, is not a huge hobby. When you have, uh, if you, if you, if you do DJing on top of surfing and RVing, mm-hmm. then it's kind of like you're crossing over to a different um, realm. Here's a real that thing. That might just be who you are. <laughs> When when I hear oh when I hear this stuff, all I hear honestly is jealousy, because you wish you had a cool hobby, and you don't. I know our daughter's so sweet because she know she knew I was taking tennis lessons. She's like, Mom, when are you gonna take your tennis lessons? That's what I keep. And saying. then I'm listening to these pod this podcast to this like spiritual teacher, and she's like, Unless you can help yourself, you can never help anyone else. You have to love yourself if you're not taking care of yourself. And I think that's a hard lesson as a parent because I feel like you can let your needs go to the wayside way more than I used to let them. That's that's what I used to live only for myself. I keep telling you to do that. I keep saying, find something for yourself. You know, my spiritual teacher, the great Skrillex, once (laughs) said, um, are you guys ready for the drop? I mean, I do love a good drop, honey. I know you love a drop, hun. I think you'll. I think you might actually enjoy. Here's the thing. I wonder how good I'll be after 20 years off. I'm kind of curious. Will oh I be able? I, I, if you start to DJ, I just can't talk about it with you. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast already. Well, but I thought that that was to talk you out of it. Anyway, somebody in my comments said, "Was I'm a 48-year-old DJ. Well, what would you tell a 48-year-old if he wanted to start stand-up comedy? And he thought he was like making the point that I should start DJing. But the thing is, if I had a 48-year-old friend that was like, hey, I want to start stand-up comedy, I'd be like, definitely do not sta- start stand-up comedy. It's At a, 48. It's a little late. How, how old were you hobby. when you started that? Started what? Stand-up. 48. I was, I was 26. You were, that's pretty late in the game. I was. I felt like it was old then, yeah. which is crazy because now that seems young to me. I was 20, probably 21. 21. 20, 22? 22, probably. I was just out of college. I remember that. My, my last year in college, I had started, but I was really a hobbyist. And then after I graduated from college is when I got really serious about it. Yeah. All right. Well, Moshe, listen, I'd love to talk to you. I'd about love to stay in chat. The old days. Um, but I think we have to listen to some secrets. Yeah. Rain One at Rain One or uh, no at Rain DJ and Pioneer and Denon. Just hit them up. Hit these people up. Tell them I need it. Somebody hit Almond Surfboards up for me recently telling them to sponsor me. They didn't they didn't do it, but I appreciate the effort. Here's some secrets.
Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. I am calling today to leave my secret, which is that I had this coworker, and I say had because I just quit my job two days ago. Um, so this coworker is a fellow gender nonconforming person, and up here in God's country, you think two people like us want to stick together. Um, but in reality, I can't fucking stand their guts. They were actually one of the main reasons why I quit my job. Uh, they're one of my least favorite kinds of people, which I would describe as a victim narcissist, the type of person who is just incessantly talking about their problems, no matter what you say. Um, and it just got really fucking old. I was doing about eight hours of emotional labor every day just to be around them, and it was fucking draining me. So instead of hurting their feelings and telling them you need to go home and work on your personality because it sucks, I decided to quit instead. So maybe I'm the fucking loser, but we'll find out. Anyways, just want to thank you both very much for helping me and my partner get through the pandemic. Love you. Love the pod. Thank you and take care. Bye. Here's the thing. You want to know what real equality is? Mm. Real equality is when you get to the point where trans people are dickheads and jerks just like everybody else you know where you, where you got you're like everybody has gotten to the to the there was some saying in in israel where they would know that the israeli state was a success when there were jewish prostitutes and jewish thieves not that there's anything wrong with being a prostitute it's not equal to being a thief but the point is that's to, to me being a non-gender non conforming person and and disliking your gender non-conforming co-worker that means you've caught you've gotten to real equality right and it's so hard because when someone is emotionally draining like that you have to take care of yourself but at the same time you have to kind of understand that i'm sure something happened to your co-worker that makes their personality unbearable and you know it's hard it's hard for everybody to get through life in the ways that they have to. I, I agree with you, Natasha, but I do think that I am not... But you can choose to change it, or you can choose to not be around them, which yeah, is what that. she did. I'm, yeah, exactly. Like, I, But that's pretty dramatic, to quit your job because someone's well, so fucking annoying. And She by had the, to be with them all the time. By the way, there's no possibility this gender non-conforming person, one of two in a rural area of the <laughs> United States where the other gender non-conforming person quit recently, isn't going to know exactly that you're talking about them. But but I digress. Have you ever had a coworker so annoying that you quit your job? That is pretty, that's pretty bold. That's a very annoying. That's a really bad personality. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a way to not have eight hours of emotional drain at your job. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who does not like uh, emotional labor. Young people. That's I don't big, like it. That's a big, who likes that? I'm just saying that's a big turn of phrase right now. I don't have the emotional labor. I don't want to do the emotional labor to be able to. It's like a it's a kind of a woke way of saying you're fucking annoying. You require a lot of emotional labor is uh is a is Why a, is that woke? That feels confrontational. No, it's not woke per se, although I do I, you know, I'm also thinking when people say the word woke, it's kind of like when um when moms used to say da bomb, you know? Like when, <laughs> when white moms started saying da bomb, like everybody says woke now and it's just it, it's like oh shut it's like a signal to, it's a dog whistle to me that I don't want to talk to you if you say. So maybe I shouldn't say it. My point is emotional labor is a is a is a progressive slang 
it's like in the milieu of the progressive slang world. Emotional labor, folks spelled with an S, uh, praxis. What's your point? Just that. That's my, that's my point. I guess my point is that I would love for people to write to Rain DJ. <laughs> Hit them up. Okay. So I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for her. I'm sorry they don't get along. Maybe they'll get along some other time. I did think you should. There was a, It was really tough for me there at the beginning of that secret because the person calling said a, a fellow gender nonconforming person. So, I, you know, it's like you shouldn't call them a fellow. Okay. That, that was actually very disrespectful. They're not a fellow. All right. Let's hear another one. Hey, Tosh. Hey, Mosh. Love the show. Um, I have a weird thing. Um, it's kind of a secret. Only my husband knows about it. I found while I was shopping the other day, um, just some tall kitchen trash bags, um, at Walmart and I decided to get a scented uh, trash bag. I got lavender scent because <clears throat> I really like lavender. And it turns out the smell is more like um, sexy men's deodorant or cologne. And it makes me horny. <laughs> My trash bag makes me horny. He thinks it's funny, my husband, and I'm pretty open, so I would probably tell my friends about this, but I haven't, which makes me think that maybe it is a secret. So anyway, thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. I I love that. I have on my grocery list to buy unscented garbage cans because I always accidentally buy scented and they smell putrid to me. I hate that men's heavy cologne. Like I, I actually hate that smell, too. I'm really amused by the idea, forgetting that it's even a garbage bag, that this person, every time they smell like that, like particular like Axe body spray kind of man scent, they're just like, ooh, I'm juicing. Well, let's like, not forget that this, that that smell is mixed with like juice, gar- garbage juice. Juice, gar- garbage <laughs> juice, pussy juice, <laughs> lavender powder. Have you ever gotten horny from a smell? Has a smell ever horned you out? Um... Probably. Really? I've never, there's no connection between my olfactory <laughs> senses and my dong. Oh, definitely when I was young and like if I smell, if I used to smell obsession for men, it, it would, would make you horny? Horny? No, it would make me like romantic or like feel the, like when, even now if I sm- smell clove cigarettes, I might like feel romantic for when I first met you. You have an association, but I'm talking about you start, you get engorged. <laughs> you go into estrus. Because you smell of fucking sunflowers, Debbie Gibson's electric youth. <laughs> That's crazy to me to be horny from a smell. Why? I, I just don't have any. You know what else? It is? reminds you of something. Sex? A sexual, a sexual encounter? It's the only thing that will make me horny is if I think about like sex. Not if I think about like, oh, lilies. <laughs> if i smell a certain cologne oh, still it will make me like reminiscent like what is it the way is the cologne i wear or yeah i like your cologne too two? it reminds me like when we used to go out before there was a pandemic all right let's play another <laughs> secret hi mosh hi natasha i have a really big like family secret that i'm the only one who knows about it I'm kind of just wait for the right moment to like ruin a holiday um, I got really into genealogy in the past year or two. My dad was adopted. Uh, we met his birth mother in around 2003. 
and we never really knew much about the birth father. Um, so I got really into genealogy, and I got everyone in my family to kind of give, do their tracing and see where they're coming from. And I recently matched um, some person who's also done it to my dad uh, as brothers. Um, so I found my dad, he has a half-brother, and then I found out who this guy's father was. And it turns out um, my dad's father is also his uncle. Uh, not an incestuous way. His mom had an affair with uh, her brother-in-law. So um, we have met him plenty of times. My dad was actually the pallbearer in his funeral, and I used to play catch with this guy in the front yard. Um, I know that sounds a cliche, but that's what would happen. So my dad was the uh, pallbearer at his own funeral and never knew it. Um, no one else knows. I'm probably going to just blow up family, the family reunion one of these days, but as for now, I'm the only person who knows. That's my big family secret. His his dad's his his mother his his dad's mother fucked her brother in law. So it's like if you, well, I don't want to, you know, if you had a had a baby out of wedlock with my brother, then then That's my who the dad then my brother would be both his father and his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of rough. I mean, it's kind of rough. It's funny he d- that you caller have not just told your dad. It's interesting. Maybe he's. It would. Uh, that would be kind of. I don't know. If it, I feel like that's something someone should search out on their own. If he's trying to search out who his, you know, if if he's trying to know it, I don't think you should like burden someone with that. With the fact that your dad was your uncle and that you were already a pallbearer at his funeral. Uh, yeah. Like, why go there? Right. I guess so. I, I guess I don't know what it's like. I know who my father is. And so in that way, I'm superior to this guy's father. All right. Well, listen, uh, Mosh, uh, I have to go tend to my child. Oh, do you have a... Oh, you mean you're an Uncle David's child? You have a child other than the one that is both of ours? No, our child. Our child. All right, let's do it. You know why I love to raise our child with you? Because I'm the bomb. You are the bomb. Yeah, you know what? You're not woke. You're the bomb. Hey, if you're the bomb, <laughs> if you have a bomb-ass secret and you'd like to f- drop that fat beat on us, give us a call, 213-222-8608, and drop that fat secret on our bomb-ass hotline. Or if it's a little more complicated, you can send us an email, or if you want to be on the podcast, send us an email at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail, or go to our Instagram page and subscribe to our YouTube so you're just incapable of saying subscribe without sounding like our eight-year-old neighbor now. That's how I want to say it, Mosh. All right. Well, however you say it, I accept it because you know why? Why? I look, 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 you. I look, look, you, look, look, you, sweet Natasha. It's like that. It's a remix. All right, honey. Love you, I said. I love you, In scratch language. All right. Techno. Please. House music. Gabber. Drum and bass, down tempo, trip hop, acid house, acid techno, Detroit techno, deep techno, minimalist techno, deep house. It's actually one of the only genres I don't enjoy. And that is why it is all mine.